This is Colossus, and you're listening to The High Regard Show. Hey everybody, I'm Tom. And I'm Nikki. And this is The High Regard Show. In which we talk about things we hold in high regard. Very high. High above Harlem. Way up on the third floor. Moving on up. Oh, don't get better than that. Nope, sir. The things we do for you, listeners. Press buttons like a sausage-fingered freak. We don't listen to Tom talk enough. Oh, please. I got a hot mic here. Welcome, welcome. Hi, did you miss us? <laughs> I think that we missed us somehow. We did, we did. Oh, and it was what happened? It's all my fault. Um, I actually took a little trip. I took a little trip to another country all by my lonesome. But you do know that if we really, really wanted to, I could have reminded you because we had time to do it. And then I don't know what happened. Things just kind of got out of control. It did. And we took a bye week. And you know what? We've only missed one other week in the two plus years that we've been doing this show. So I know. And I feel awful for it, too. Do you? I do. Because I feel like I was like, you know, we're back to zero weeks without an accident now. (laughs) well we're back on track now we don't have anything planned for ever so i had my one jaunt i had my one jaunt and now it's over you say we have nothing planned meanwhile we're going all over the place starting next week for the holidays but so are seven million other people that we're going to be stuck in traffic with so yay we should just do the show from the car next week we should maybe we should <laughs> it'd just be a lot of cursing and sighing which pretty much <laughs> what the show is when we get in the cars <laughs> i mean and it's going to be different because for once i'm going to be the driver oh yeah you are i'm going to be the holiday driver and you're going to be my backseat driver how fun I don't think you want like narcolepsy, narcolepsy Tom driving to <laughs> I don't. Pennsylvania. I don't, but I don't want Tom as the backseat driver either. So, well, I think Tom can find a way to pass himself out. So I wouldn't worry <laughs> too much about it. All right, good to know. Learn more about that in this upcoming potsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you want to get into a you heard and then like uh, start to share? I would like that. Yes. All let's, right. Let's do it. <laughs> So this week's You Heard comes to us from the IFC Film Center, where I went to see a Nick Cave movie last year Mm -hmm. and overheard these fabulous older people having this discussion about their travels and the things that they were doing in life. And one woman said, and I quote, I'm going to Canada for a Tai Chi thing. Oh, that's nice. I was expecting more tales of scallops and otters the way you started it all off. No, no. It was, I'm going to Canada for a Tai Chi thing. And I thought that it was slightly fitting, given this week's Nikki Run episode. Mmm, well... That's, Let's just wrap it up then. I right? know. I was trying to, and then you had to horn in. So, well, I got to get my voice on the air somehow. I'm sure you'll find <laughs> ten thousand other ways. Yeah. Right. Okay. So while I didn't go to Canada for a Tai Chi thing, I did go to Canada last week, and that's why there was no high-regard show. 
I feel like if you would have went to Canada for a Tai Chi thing, you probably wouldn't have gone to Canada at all. <laughs> but for food and drink, on the other hand, for food and drink, you're all in. I will travel anywhere if you promise to feed me and give me booze and show me an all-around good time that I don't have to have after from having my number on, written on a bathroom wall. so let's start off with how did this all come about well i got invited on a press trip to celebrate montreal's 375th anniversary which also coincides with like a big canadian anniversary as well like the 150th anniversary of you know i guess canada as it's commonly like you know it's it's right it's It's founding Yeah. yeah so but montreal was founded in, you know, like 1642, so it's the 375th anniversary, and they were invited people up to, you know, kind of check out the city, go on these tours and things, and also, because the Intercontinental Montreal, which is part of the Intercontinental Hotel Group, you know, that's all around the world, it's like this luxury hotel group, they were also unveiling their world their um worldly classics cocktail menu mm-hmm. so we got invited up to kind of you know that was kind of our hook and then you know they kind of threw in all the other stuff as like an added little bonus which was great so i stayed at the intercontinental in downtown montreal but the cool thing is that the intercontinental you go out the front door and you're in de- what is what they call downtown mm-hmm. which is like the skyscrapers and you know just like it looks like a normal downtown and it's kind of right near what they call their world trade center where like their banks are and stuff but if you go out the back door mm-hmm. you're on what used to be their wall street where all these banks were and everything like that and like it's all these like and it reminds me so much of the like the financial district because it's all that same like sick like mid 1600s period where you know a lot of buildings and stuff were built in new york and in montreal because it was that that was the kind of style so you go out the back door of the intercontinental montreal and you're you're kind of right in old in what they call like old montreal old town um you know and it leads down to what they call old port so like what happened was like back in like the 60s i think they said people were like we don't want to work in in we don't want to be down in like old town we want this like sleek you know downtown like skyscrapers and things like that so everybody kind of migrated a couple blocks over and built this like big you know downtown area but what's cool is montreal is named after this mountain called mount royal and that's where the name comes from and all of their skyscrapers cannot be taller than 51 stories so that it doesn't go over the mountain Hmm. so like the mountain kind of dictates the height of everything is it that the mountain is the size because it shelters the city from the wind or is it because they just don't want anything to exceed the mountain because that's the most, you know, I guess, you know, treasured thing there. Like, it, like what, what is like, the uh, reason mo- for it? Mostly like the latter. Like, I don't know. It's just that like the mountain is like kind of like this one, this like natural barrier of the city and it's beautiful and you could see it from so many different points. So it's like, we don't want anything to overshadow it. So it's mm. not like, like that, you know what I mean? It's, it's not like we have to build the tallest thing ever. Like, you know how New York it's like, Oh, well the world trade center is the tallest thing. And now that residential tower on, you know, near central park South is like the tallest. So like, it's not like this competition to be the tallest tower. Although there is a tower that's the tallest and we did go to that. So I mean, 
And it doesn't even matter because, I mean, they could keep building these residential towers here in these cities, like these massive, massive towers. But if nobody can afford it, what does it really matter when it all comes right, down to right, it? Right, of course. You know, you could build a beautiful tower and have, like, room for, you know, a couple of thousand families. But if they're all, like, you know, $10,000 a month, big deal. Right, exactly. I mean, you know, and it, and it's it was really interesting just to kind of see how – this city is different because you know it's it's very it's a very populous city and oh, it's, yeah. it, you know and it's it was really interesting to see that like that's kind of like something that they strive to do where it's here it's like you can't you know the bigger the bigger the better you know and, and that's not the case there and I, I really really like that but this trip started off you know I arrived on Wednesday on Thursday afternoon yes and we went we all met in the hotel and we had this wonderful like kind of just introduction to these worldly classic cocktails that um, that the Intercontinental is doing. And they were created by Angus Winchester, who is this renowned, like, bar dude. You know, he's just this, like, he's a bartender. He's just this drink extraordinaire. He was so fun to watch. I mean, he, he made all of the drinks in front of us, including, like, a flaming one that, like, some of the properties might not have because, you know, bartenders and flames and alcohol, like... Doesn't really mix, but look, makes a beautiful show, but you know, it doesn't really mix all that well. But he just introduced these like new takes on these world classics because the Intercontinental has, like I said, properties like all over the globe. So it kind of takes these, these drinks and really reinvents them. So, you know, my favorite drink was the, what, what he called the Indonesian new fashioned. So it was like an old fashioned, but a new fashioned and it's based <laughs> on an Ooh, ad- how clever yeah, of yes, you. exactly but it had woodford reserve yes. um you know like just a really good bourbon then it mixed in dark cream de cocoa and angostura bitters so it was just three three ingredients and like you just added that like chocolate element to it and it was basically like it was kind of like a chocolate manhattan almost mm. and it was i had so many of them it was so good <laughs> but more than anything, I really just loved Montreal. Like, have you ever been? I have, not necessarily in the city area. I drove through the city area. I didn't see Old Town like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went up there for skiing, like to go skiing like years and years and years ago. So I think you got a different Montreal than what I got. I got yeah. like out on the mountain not really any city around and that, then after that straight back to Toronto. So mm. um I remember it being a much different kind of cold than what it was in Minnesota. I feel like Minnesota is like that city cold where you could be walking like, you know, on the streets and there's no wind and you're like going, It's not that bad and then all of a sudden you turn a corner and you get the wind coming down like a wind tunnel. And it's like immediately like hurts like it's so cold. The interesting thing was like when I landed because it was going to be like 25 degrees, they said, and everybody like from my mom to coworkers to, you know, even my my taxi driver or, you know, like my driver on the way from the airport to the hotel was like, oh, my gosh, it's like unseasonably cold here. And I'm like, it's November. It's (laughs) Canada. And I I came out and I was like, you know, I had my big winter coat and everything. 
And I stepped out of the hotel and I was like, okay, like the, the driver was like, I'm going to go get the car. This is where I'll pick you up. Just stay right here. And I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, you're going to want to put your jacket on and everything. So like we go outside and I'm like, it's like 45 degrees. And I had on just like a scarf and like, just like a light sweater that I was traveling in. And I was like, I don't need my winter coat. Like, yeah, 45 is like not it was gorgeous. Bad. Yeah. I was like, wow, like this is absolutely gorgeous. And she like had a little hat on. She had this like, you know, really nice like wintry weird, coat. Man. And she was like, it's unseasonably cold right now. And everybody that we were talking to, you know, from tourism Montreal to, you know, the the locals that we met to, you know, people working at the businesses that we we visited and everything were like, it is so cold. It's so cold. And I'm just like, this is nothing compared to uh, Minnesota in February. Like that was the most bone chilling cold I have ever had in my life. I have ever experienced in my life. But it's different though, because like I said, if it like I feel like in Canada you can get used to it, because it at least where I was it was always open. So I mean, whatever you stepped out into and it was cold, your body had time to like adjust to it. Minnesota, you really didn't. Like if you walked out of the building, you're like going, oh, it's not bad. And then you get to like a cross street and then it's like, Jesus, it's freezing. And then you walk another block and you're kind of protected from the wind and you're like, oh, it's not that bad. And then once you get in the wind, it's like, oh, my God, it hurts even more now because I can't get used to it. Right. But Friday, like, you know, they were saying that Friday was like unseasonable. And I mean, like it does get that cold, but just not this early. Like it's usually after like the new year and things like that. So Friday was like we we lucked out because on Friday we had this wonderful tour um with the city tour and bus rental um with courtesy of Tourism Montreal so we had this great great tour guide named René Lemieux who was oh. absolutely fabulous and I don't think he was related to Mario oh. sadly but well if you're from Canada chances are there's some there's Lemieux something. in your <laughs> bloodline at least <laughs> So, but luckily, the tour that we took, and, like, the way that Tourism Montreal did this trip for us was so great. Like, we started out at the hotel on Thursday night where, like, we could just go downstairs and just chill out. Like, we had all arrived from points, you know, yonder and whatnot. Um, There were a couple people from New York. Some people flew in from, they were actually, like, from Japan, like, en route from a couple months in Australia. So like they were like dead, but they were, you know, so they had taken like a red eye to like Chicago. And then like, so they were coming from like way, way across the world. But then most of us came from, um, you know, like New York and another, like some came from like Atlanta and stuff. But so we all just like kind of like hung out in the hotel and just kind of got our bearings. And then the next day we went on this tour with tourism Montreal and Renee, who was just so much fun. Like, And it was luckily by car. So we got to see, like, he gave us, like, a really good tour of, like, the city and, like, the area near our hotel. And then we went up to the mountain. But the best part of being in the car that day, which I was kind of nervous about because I get car sick and everything. So I'm like, I don't want to be stuck in a car. Like, I want to get out and experience. (laughs) No. Friday was deadly because it wasn't so much the temperature, but it was... The wind was made at like six degrees. So we go up to the mountain and he's like, if you guys want to go out and take a picture like on top of the mountain looking over like, I guess the western part of Montreal. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, you can. So we all got out and we're on top of this mountain. We're just like, holy shit. Like our phones weren't working. It was that cold. So it's just like, oh my God, oh my God. But then like we all like, so we got out for like two seconds and then we ran right back into the van. So, I mean, we lucked out that way. Um, The worst part was when we were waiting, we went to Notre Dame Basilica, which is this beautiful, beautiful cathedral in Old Town. And they do this really, really cool, um, like, light show now in the church called Uh Aura. 
And it was just so gorgeous. It was so, so gorgeous. Like, it's just like they built these like LED lights and lasers and stuff like that and like loud music and everything. The worst part was that we had to wait outside. Like the line was like crazy because it's just like, it was just, it's really popular. And like, you know, it moved quickly once the doors opened, but it was like, we were standing outside and we were like, oh my God. But then you get into (laughs) the church and it was just it was just like that smell of a church, like the frankincense or whatever, like those, you know, essential oil things right. that they use. And then it was just like dark and they had candles everywhere. And it was just like, oh my God. And like, you're just sitting there and like they're playing music and the lights and the lasers. And it's just like, oh my God. Like, it's just, it was so cool how they like repurposed this church at night, you know, like giving it kind of like the second life. Hmm. Now, is there more people going to that than there is to actual services you know i don't know and i was really i was really i really wanted to know like because i love churches i don't know if it's just because i'm a lapsed catholic schoolgirl or what but i just like i love being in them i love the smell of them and it was just really cool and i was like i wonder though like because the place was packed for aura and i couldn't help but think like is this kind of like does this get like this you know like i know that i've gone to like saint john's here in the city which is one of my favorite churches and i've been to like a mass there just on a whim and it was completely empty but like you go there after mass and there's tons and tons of people there walking around taking pictures so right you know very it, it was very very interesting well See, that's the thing that I'm wondering, because churches seem like they're dying so much. There was just like a thing on um, on CNN the other day, I think it was, that I was watching where they were talking about like, you know, churches in across the United States, especially like more on the East Coast, mm-hmm. um, Northeast, of course, because, you know, we're a bunch of heathens. Right. Where <laughs> they were talking to like these old churches like these pe- the keepers of like these old churches and they were saying that the you know in the height of it they used to do five masses on a sunday right. which seems like crazy amount but they would start at like six in the morning sure, and they yeah, would just roll that. through until seven o'clock at night and now they're to the point where they do one mass on a sunday right now and 70 people show up so they can't even you know fill a church for one service let alone you know the five that they used to yeah and now you know they're finding different ways to get people in the buildings which is you know for the architectural standpoint because i too love churches i hate the idea of church i love the building we have never once like toured a church together ever i don't i don't care about touring i i would i would love to buy a church and like live in it and repurpose it to live in it to turn it into like some kind of restaurant or a club or something like that honestly i love that there's a place in pittsburgh that i went that was called church brewery brewery and like it was so cool and it was really cool and my mom had friends that actually bought a church and re like remodeled it to be their home and it was absolutely stunning oh i have no doubt because i mean you know, we've talked about the limelight before mm-hmm. over the years. And I mean, that was still one of the most architecturally cool clubs there ever was because, you know, you're partying in a church. You right, because it just still bizarre. had all the stained glass and everything yeah. too, right? Yeah, it had everything. And if I ever bought one to repurpose, I'd want the stained glass to be of course, in it and stuff yeah. like that. And it was really neat because on our tour um, with Renee, we were we drove through this one, one area and because – and he said – I forget his exact quote because it was really funny, but – 
it was basically like people he did say that people are going less to church and I guess because Montreal was like a Protestant kind of city maybe I I don't quote me on that but he like made a joke about how like you know a lot of churches are like because we're all heathens and things like that so one church like one humongous massive church in what is called the plateau section which is like kind of it's like this neighborhood that's really cool and really really funky we had lunch there on Friday at this really awesome Italian restaurant but it's called the plateau and it's actually kind of near where um where Leonard Cohen lived and grew up and you know he he was living when he died like two what last year I think Mm -hmm. and it was just this what this church was repurposed into condos damn that's awesome and like you the way that they did it like we couldn't obviously we didn't see the apartments but like just from looking at how they did it was really really interesting you know like you could see how they like built into the windows and stuff i think like they took the stained glass out but it was just like what a cool way to just repurpose it but keeping the facade outside so like you still like you see it it's it's still a church but like inside it's like completely different yeah, so that was really, really interesting. That's very cool. And the food you said was awesome. Oh, my God. The food was The reports I just kept getting from you was, I'm eating again. <laughs> and then another half hour later, it would be like going, oh, now we're on our way to lunch. And a half hour later, it's like, oh, we're on our way to no, dinner. It was and then two a half hours. hour later, it's like, oh, we're on our way to. And I'm like, what's left after dinner? <laughs> like, it's, it, we, we ate literally like every two to two and a half hours. And you would think that like, and we would be having these big, like we had great breakfast. Like we ate in our hotel at Osco, um, which was a fantastic restaurant. A great breakfast. One, I think like, I definitely think it was one of my favorite dinners was like the first night that we had there. But we lucked out. I mean, we didn't luck out because I think like the timing was everything for the group that put together our itinerary. Right. Yeah, like uh-huh. they knew what they were doing and it was awesome. But we lucked out because it was it's Montreal a table, which is restaurant week. So everybody was having these like prefix meals and everybody was doing like the special stuff. So like we got to try a bunch of really, really cool restaurants for, you know, lunch and dinner. And it was just, I mean, the food scene is just really cool. And the places that we went were like, you know, we went to like the fancy hotel restaurant. Then we went to like this really cool, like Italian cafe. Yes. Everybody loves Italian. Everybody loves Italian. And we were in like their little Italy section. Uh, and So then it's really Italian for them then because you're surrounded by those dagos. Hey. Well, I'm just saying. You can't say that. I can because I'm half dago. Oh, now you're going to own up to it to make a slur. Well, I yeah, when I can make Usually a joke it's like, and it's like, oh, no, right. You know, I don't like to necessarily admit to my Italian He doesn't, thing. which is just a shame. But I haven't taken a shower in two days now. My hair is really greasy. I feel like I fit right in. I need you to shut the hell up. <laughs> like, that is just rude. So go on. So you were in the Italian section. So we were in the Italian section at this place called Impasto, and it was uh, so good. And then, you know, that night we went to dinner and we went to um, a really great restaurant called Accord, Mm -hmm. which was kind of near. It was in like Old Town, kind of, but it was like right behind like our hotel a little bit. So it wasn't too far from the Basilica because we went to the show. And I mean, the food scene is great. The drink scene is ridiculous there. And like, because I'm going to be writing about this for Metro and like kind of my focus is going to be like, the really cool thing that I did not know, mm-hmm. because Canada is so big that like I don't I don't know where 
you know, it is in comparison to like America, like especially cities like that, because it's not a place that I've gone a lot. Like I've been to Niagara Falls. I've been to Toronto like when I was very, very young. So I don't remember a lot of it. Which we need to get back to because I do love Toronto too. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would like to see Toronto, but like I definitely want to come back to Montreal because the way that everything was done was like, you know, we had this grand tour the first day that kind of like showed us like these are the different neighborhoods. And then the next day on Saturday, we went to this awesome part of town where they have an annual mural fest every year. So every year, these like amazing, like world renowned street artists as like world renowned and local. So like local street artists all converge on Montreal for 11 days in June. And they just paint murals like all over because like, like in the art scene is just really, really cool. Um, so that was one of my favorite things that we did was like going on this like mural art tour where we just were walking around the city and getting to know the city and but getting to see these really, really cool pieces of art and stuff. In fact, Montreal's like Montreal just elected a new what they what everybody was calling a lady mayor. They weren't saying like we elected a woman. They were like, we elected a lady mayor. And I'm like, I love this. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> and like it's so cool. Like it's just like, and it wasn't offensive. Like it was just like we elected a lady mayor, and it was like you're damn right you elected a lady. Like that's great. But one of the things that like she was part of her platform was that she was going to lift a ban against pit bulls, which would be nice because then we can really actually almost go there. Right, and it was just like of, and it was like really exciting. So there were a lot of artists that were against this band that they had uh, against pit bulls. So there was one of my favorite pieces of art and you just heard our pit bull make some noise. Um, So she likes pit bulls too, don't you puppers? And one of my favorite pieces of art was this pit bull that had a halo around it Kind of like a saint-like. From it was the very saint-like. Yeah, it was very, very saint-like, and it was just like really cool because, like, as as our tour guide Danny, who was so awesome, was you know explaining like the art. He goes and like you know some pieces like this pit bull. He goes a lot of people are you know get, like they were they did this out of protest of the pit bull ban that the mayor had and stuff. So it was just like oh my god. Did and they say what the reason for the protest was? Was there like an overabundance of attacks or was it just like the mayor was like, I don't like these dogs? I don't, so it's that done. I don't know, but I think it's just like, I mean, it's not uncommon to see. I mean, even, I mean, we, you know, had to go through hoops to get Kona in our building because. But uh, it, but, it, but it could have been, do, any been get... anything. Right. But, you know, some people ha- do have bans on breeds. So like, I mean, a pit bull ban is not, it's not uncommon, you know? Well, yeah. Yeah, true. Because a few ruin it for the people like us who are you know who rescue pit bulls and you know the countless other people across the world that like rescue these animals that were used for fighting and stuff like that so does it say like is there any other animals that you're aware of that are banned from montreal or is it just pit bull well i'm just saying you walked around was there any other like homage to any other animals on the walls or was that it no because i mean like pit bulls like the one thing like it's the one dog breed that i think is like pretty banned you know just because of like yeah. the stigma that comes with them based on the actions of some people what's the point of banning a dog when you should really be banning the people who are making the dogs bad like <laughs> at the end of the exactly. day the dog don't come out like ready to fight the dog is trained to fight so why are you punishing the dogs when it's the people's fault i i don't know babe i i didn't i didn't get into that you're gonna get me riled up over Uh, obviously so let's 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 move on okay so as you know aside from having this really awesome nightlife and you know restaurant scene and everything 
the bar scene is so cool in Montreal and especially like in Old Town like I really like I like the downtown area but like I really really liked Old Town because I like history and I love the street like you're walking through it and you just feel like you're in Europe like you're you're somewhere else or I mean like you're in Montreal like you, like, you know what I mean but like, <laughs> but like it's just like it's just such a European feel to the city with like these kind of like tiny little sidewalks and like just the, just the architecture and just how it looks like it looks like Scotland it looks like Dublin like it, it's all in that style because they were all these cities that were founded around the same time but my favorite place that we just kind of discovered on a whim and I'm not one for you know waiting in line or doing anything like that like when I'm hungry I don't want to wait in line like I don't want to go to a place where I have to wait for four hours to get like a cronut or some shit right but we went somebody suggested that we go to the cold room which is this like underground speakeasy in old town and we get to the door and like you kind of have to walk through like a cooler to get into the like to get into the bar area and but you have to like go downstairs and like kind of like a laskina here in the city kind of yeah like you have to just kind of like go out of your way to get into it so we go there and they're like it's going to be like 45 minutes and i'm like okay so we gave our name i didn't realize that like we gave our name but like apparently whoever was in charge gave our name and then like they would text you and it's like okay we're ready to like seat your party so we're like okay fine so we went to this like champagne bar that was okay and whatever but then we got the text and it was like hey the cold room's ready for you guys so by the time we get back our crowd our party of 10 had dwindled to three people including me and two other people sam and nicole who were like just super fun to hang out with so the three of us go down through the cooler we go into the basement and we go into this amazing place they're playing motley crew when i walk in which is just such an interesting like dichotomy because it was like this very like cozy but dark and cavern like you were kind of like cavernous and there were stone walls so it was like not the type of music that you would expect a place like that to play but a cool setting for it nonetheless the setting was incredible and i was just like this place gets me (laughs) and they had a drink called the roger rabbit Good lord, man! I forgot Roger Rabbit even existed. Which it's been was, like three hundred years old. It has that movie. been. It has been. You're not wrong. It has been three hundred years, and it had carrot. Like it was carrot and tequila, and it was so good. I had two of them, and I was like, I could probably have three more, but I'm like feeling pretty tipsy. And there's like, it's about a mile walk back to the hotel. Oh, Jesus, but it was just so so cool to just like. The service was great. The drinks were fantastic. And it was like, I didn't want to leave. And like, we had so much fun just kind of like, we knew it was our last night. So we kind of lived it up a little bit. And it was just really, really cool. But then another really cool thing was that the Intercontinental has a hotel called Sarah B, which Mm -hmm. is named after this French actress like this very famous french actress who lived in the 1800s named sarah bernhardt and she had come through montreal a lot she'd come through america like she always came on these stage tours and she was very controversial because she would play a male in plays which was unheard of even though men were always playing women because women weren't usually allowed to act so like it was very controversial that she was a man like she got banned from new york like one of her trips and stuff like that oh yeah but this place was so cool because it was just like it was very like swank but it was very also relaxed because they wanted to because like they want to invite people that are locals as well as kind of make it homey for people who are traveling but 
the thing that sets Sarah B apart from, you know, your run-of-the-mill hotel bar, which I've spent a lot of time in hotel bars when I was traveling for work and stuff. And it happens. Like, sometimes you're just like, hey, let's go to, like, this really cool bar in this hotel here in the city. It happens. This place is an absinthe bar. That is pretty awesome. Which was awesome. And, I mean, they do this, like, you could check out my Instagram, Nikki M. Ascali on Instagram and see this amazing setup that they have. Like they put put out this like crystal almost like contraption and it has like spigots on either side so that four people could get absinthe and like they do the whole sugar cube. They have a bunch of absinthe from all over the world, like, you know, different types of making and stuff. But I went with this company that was Canadian because, you know, when in in Canada and it was so good. Maple flavored absinthe. (laughs) It was not maple flavored absinthe. Oh, but that'd be pretty good though, man. Well, yeah. It was so good. And like you could control like how strong you wanted it. And really? Yeah. Like because he they give you like the, the you know, the basic shot of, of the absinthe. Yeah. And then with the water, mm. you, you know, you dilute it. Right. So you well, dilute you it for the sugar cube. Right. Yeah. So you do it over the sugar cube. I mean, we've been there where we've had, you know, where we've just drank it as a shot or like we've sipped it as Gross. like a sipping shot. I like it. I like the effect of it, but I do not like like the flavor. Oh, of it, I personally. love the flavor. Mm. See, and that's where my Italian roots come out because yeah, Zambuca was Ugh. Zambuca was always our like after dinner drink. So even when I was a little kid. You know, I would my parents and grandparents would let me have like just a tiny little baby sip of Zambuca, right? Because I was a good Italian kid. So, absinthe is just I love the flavor of absinthe, and the one that I had was just like it was very herbal and it was just very licoricey, and it was so so good. And then they also have other drinks, and I had a drink called Sarah La Divine, or how my our bartender said was Sarah La Divine is how our is how my bartender did. Sounds but it, better like that. <laughs> Sarah La Divine. Sarah La Divine sounds like <laughs> a um, a character created by um, Russ Myers or something. Russ Myers. Who who no who did um, Pink Flamingos. Oh my God, John Waters! Yeah, yeah. it totally yeah. does, right? It, does. it sounds yeah, like a character from there. Now that you say it, I'm seeing like really like harshly drawn like eyebrows and like bleach blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm f- gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it for sure. But they also have you know other drinks that are like based with that. So I mean, it was it was really really cool, and like the like they have like the artwork and stuff is kind of very you know. Is very absinthe based. So, would you say now that let's say if we wanted to go back, or if like somebody who's listening to the show actually wants to go yes. up to Montreal right now, is it that they would reach out to Tourism Montreal and they would set up a trip for them, or is it like more along the lines of you set up your own? Like, what does Tourism Montreal do? Well, they're just, you know, like any city in a, like any city around the world, like they have places. That it's kind of like a central hub where you could find things and you could reach out to, I mean, anyone from Tourism Montreal. We dealt with Monica, who was absolutely delicious. And I mean, it's a, if you want to do it like kind of like how like on your own kind of because we had time on our own to explore, which was really fun as well, right. which especially because of the way that they like give that. But anything that we did, you could definitely go through Tourism Montreal and you know, set up a trip 
or, you know, just look to their website for inspiration because they've got lots of stuff going on, including um, through April is going to be an exhibit at the um, Montreal Art uh, Contemporary Arts Museum. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a Leonard Cohen, A Crack in Everything, which is this like immersive multimedia, really, really cool. I unfortunately did not get to see it mm. because I chose to kind of just wander around town because it was so beautiful out. But... I mean, it looked really cool. The pictures that I've seen of it are absolutely incredible. Like, you can sing Hallelujah with people around the world, like, interactively. You could see, like, lots of great stuff. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, go through tours in Montreal. You could check out. We'll have some links on our website. And I'll be writing a story for Metro. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. And it's only an hour from... It's a, it's an hour flight from New York, which is what was so shocking to me. And you said that customs wasn't even, like, even a big deal. You customs just blew was hardly, right Yeah, it. customs was hardly an issue. Even when I came back, like, customs was, like... I, I think I breezed through in three minutes on my way there because it was in the middle of the day. And then on Sunday, it was like maybe 10 minutes tops to get through customs. Man, like, and it was, awesome. and it was just, it was a really beautiful, welcoming town. Everybody that we met, even when I met people like on my own, when I was wandering around by myself, everybody was just really, really nice. And I mean, it's a great, great town. And I can't wait to go back there and play tourist, like play tourist, but play also like tourism guide for you. I can't wait to go. Like I said, because like I, I blew through to the city itself. I didn't get to even see the whole thing. So it would be cool to actually go to the city. It's kind of like when you visit Toronto, when you go to the outskirts of Toronto, it's like I don't see what the big deal is. It's just a lot of land but when you get into the city of toronto Mm -hmm. it's kind of like wow this is crazy cool with like all of this old architecture and yeah like and it's just an interesting mix and 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 renee said that you know montreal is a city of contrast and it really is and like for someone who does not speak french but you know i can oh really i don't but my high school french got (laughs) quite a workout and I was able to kind of like I couldn't keep up with the people speaking French. I couldn't because it was too fast. But reading signs and like kind of navigating the city on my own, like the couple hours that I had to myself was really easy. And like the train system is super easy. Walking around is really easy. And it's a great city to go by yourself. Like, you know, if you want a weekend away, if you're in New York City and you're only an hour away, it's definitely worth going. And you don't have that like, I don't speak the language. How am I going to get around? Because a lot of it is in English, but it's also really cool if you know French, too. That's awesome. Yes. Well, I am looking forward to our trip. Me, too. And uh, I haven't know. stopped thinking about it. I'm sure you haven't. <laughs> and it's a trip that I would actually go on because it's a cold, dark place as opposed to a bright beach place. Exactly, which we will never, ever go to again, and he will never let me forget oh, our please, ill-fated Jamaica trip. Please. Like I, I'm starting to think about it more, and I would say the trip itself wasn't bad. The traveling was. I know awful. everybody knows that. We've, but an hour to Montreal, man, an hour you to Montreal got me. was great. I Plus, know. you could see the Northern Lights from some parts of Canada too, which makes the trip even more Perhaps. of a sell, as yes. far as I'm concerned, because you know it's something that I would want to see once we were up there to just yeah, it'd be cool move about and check out the Northern Lights as opposed to having to go all the way to Iceland or something to see Exactly, them. yeah. I so. definitely want like I definitely want to go back there very, very soon. Nice. All right. Well, there we have it. Nikki's trip to another country on the I weekend. Know. Look at me. Her weekend jaunt out of the My weekend States. jaunt. <laughs> and I didn't even get a passport stamp. I know. That's such a bummer. But like I had to like jump through hoops to get like a last minute passport. But Yeah, and pay a shit ton of shit money ton for of it money. too, man. Shit. I mean, which was my own fault, but like 
But now you got it. Now I got it, and let's get going on it. So if you want to go to Montreal again, you just you have Hop it. Hop on a plane, man. You have it. They'll look at it. They won't stamp it. I'm no, gone. You can just be like, fantastic. Thank you so much. I'll just find, like, I'll find some sticker, and I'll put it in there myself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like a... Like, like a, a maple leaf sticker. <laughs> oh, maple leaf sticker. I was thinking more like, you know... Like you get like a strawberry shortcake sticker, you put it in, you could scratch and sniff <laughs> like it every once in a while. Like a puffy one, like a puffy yeah. scratch and sniff one. You can't even close it. I wonder be if like, they would the laugh about this? that. I don't think they'd laugh. I don't think they have a. They were thing. very friendly though. Like they were very very friendly. Like the Canadian like border people. So maybe in Canada they might like it. If we go to Germany, maybe not so much. Yeah. Who's this strawberries dog geek? <laughs> All right, let's All right. move on to the potsy, please. All right, let's get to potsy. How about that? The Potsy. You were just champing at the bit to just like, I need to talk. No, I really wasn't. Like, the dog is distracting because she's on the couch and she's doing like little acrobatics over there. And he's in love with her, so she's cute. So, what's going on, Potsy? Oh. Doo doo bump bump. Allow me to like just <laughs> take a minute to think about what has been going on because my brain cells are a little bit fried. <laughs> I'm only kidding, they're not. <laughs> you like the way you immediately give me a look like cut it out. And I was like, you know, to change the tone of my voice is gonna make people know that you probably shot me a look at the moment, but whatever. I did, and I'm still glaring. And yeah, I can I and I will, that. and you should be used to it after eight years. So yeah, right? you would think. <laughs> So, um, I'm officially official as far as the legal use of marijuana in New York City. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Congratulations to you, too, apparently. <laughs> Mi casa e su casa. So, We're common law, I think. So Good Lord. No, New York don't have common law. That's California. Nice try, though. So, um, so, what do you think I moved to New York for? <laughs> <I'm protecting. laughs> so, basically, um, again... You cannot get medicinal marijuana in the state of New York, or I think most states, or any state for that matter, for POTS disease. It's not like a registered not thing right. where they would like give medicinal marijuana. Sure. But what's weird is they would give medicinal marijuana for so many other things that treat the symptoms of pots right so it's kind of like because pots isn't just made up of like it's not necessarily one thing it's a it's a number of things right so you know it's not an easy process as we stated before to get you know legalized especially here in new york like it is you know it's a slow ass process and you should expect that like right and a lot of documentation is needed because you know it's so strange now because New York State, I mean, at least for our city, for the city of Manhattan, at least, um, it's now a fine. Like if you get caught with marijuana on you on the streets and you're not legal, the most you're going to get is a fine mm-hmm. and they'll take your weed away. It's kind of like, all right, it's not like the days where they would like lock you up in jail, you know, and depending on how much you got, it's depending on how much you would get locked up for. Sure, if you have over an ounce you might serve some jail time for a second offense or something like that. But right now, no big deal. The legalization of it, um, very weird, man, walking into an actual dispensary, dispensary, which is more of like, 
it's more of like a salon when you go in. Mm -hmm. I went to a place on 34th Street, like over on the east side. Oh, I'm sorry, 39th Street over on the east side. And, uh, you know, after you get your medical card, you go into these pla into this place and they give you a consultation and they show you like all the different products that they have. Like what kind of products do they have? Because obviously it's it's not weed. It's not leaf or flower as we've been told they call it. Right. It's it's weird. It's basically four products for each of the different kinds of strains that they have. The one that I'm on um, is for uh advanced weight loss like that that's technically what i'm on it for now with that being said the benefits of so many other things that aren't covered under the law are even better than that like i feel like yeah i've been definitely eating a little bit more for sure my appetite has been up but aside from that my sleep has been so much better mm -hmm. doesn't even compare to anything like, like seriously. Like not Xanax, not... No way, man. Like because sleeplessness was a huge, huge issue. Like you were... There were there were like a two-week period where you slept maybe two nights and in two weeks. Yeah. This is mind-blowing how good it is for sleep, for eating, for like now... like Right, because you've reached your goal weight. Uh, yeah, and I'm still losing. Yeah, and that's not good. Like now we're like kind of in the like danger zone kind of because you've you've gone a little too far. Not through any I mean it's not through any fault of your own. It's just Right, I'm still like, eating, I'm snacking, I'm you know, doing all this stuff, but But you're still just, losing weight that and like your body needs to now catch up to the fact that like, okay, like this is the maintaining part. Right. But, you know, until then it's gonna be hit or miss. So they're trying to like make me gain like a little bit of weight or maintain the weight as opposed right. to losing it because it's every week it's a half pound still. Right. So they're like, All right, so let's make it so that you can like start gaining some weight. But when you walk into this, um, my doctor prescribed a hundred percent THC, which means means no C B D. To give you an idea, C B D is mostly used for pain, um, right. when you take it. Um it doesn't give you any high effects whatsoever CBD at doesn't. all. CBD doesn't. CBD does not. It's just it a painkiller. Yeah. It, that's basically what it does. That's it. Okay. It's great for it, but at the end of the day, it's really not what I'm looking for because I'm not in pain. That's like one of the biggest problems. <laughs> for once. <laughs> for once. It's lack of sleep, which is where THC comes in. Mm -hmm. THC will give you some of the euphoric effects. But it's such a high concentrate that it will usually knock you out first. Right. Depending on how much you take of it and whatnot. So there's like a series of, I would say, four different things that you can get. And then you can get like different levels of these four different things. Um, when you go in, it's cash only. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so you got to bring enough cash with you or your bank is going to be like whatever. And my bank wouldn't even allow me to use my debit card in and I, use, I have Wells Fargo, and mm -hmm. they would not allow me to use my debit card at the dispensary, which you should, which you are allowed to use, but they blocked it because of what it is. Because of what it is, which is ridiculous. Being, it's like a business being right, owned, exactly. operated, and run and recognized by the city, right? And exactly. the banks won't recognize it because I guess they have federal protection, and the federal government sees it as illegal still. So. The, the the products that they got are um, they have pills, mm -hmm. they have um, a vape pen, they have um, a spray that's like, like mint a banaca, flavored right? spray like banaca. Yeah. 
and they have drops that go under your tongue. Which is called a, how do you pronounce it? A tincture? Tincture? Tincture. It's yeah. so gross. Like, it just sounds very, like, puncture, and I don't like the word puncture. Believe me, I like everything about it, personally. I do, too. <laughs> so, you know, basically, the way it was subscribed to me was, you know, you would do two short, short hits from the vape, the vape pen. Mm-hmm. Which and is it very pretty. It immediately works. It is very girl looking, which is kind of cool because it's a completely women owned business, mm-hmm. which, is, which is fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. And they were so nice and like super, super nice. You go in, you talk to them, they show you each of the products that your doctor recommends for you. And then they say, if you want to try something else, you're more than welcome to, but we think this will be best. And then they show you the four and then you look at it and then you're like going, oh, I think I'll try the pills. I'll think I'll try the vape pen. I'll think I'll try the tincture. And then you're like going, okay, so the only thing I'm not going to get is the binaca spray by the time <laughs> it's all said and done. Um, and that's probably because you just ran out of money. Because <laughs> it, it is expensive. It is definitely expensive. But they do give you a discount when you are a first-time client. Mm-hmm. They give you 15% off. And then they give you a coupon after you spend a certain amount of money, um, I think it was $300, and then they give you like a 10% discount on your next return. So it's not like, it, it's so much like going to a store and buying a product as opposed to like a CD business. I mean, it's right. very well decorated. You would never know what it is if you looked in the window from sure. the street. And um, so we got those three products. Um, I tried the drops. Two nights this week, I think it was, or three nights this week, they worked brilliantly. And what you, but they take like an hour to work. So what you would do is you would take two hits from the pen, that would work for about an hour, and then by the time that started to wear off, the drops would kick in. Last night was the first night that I tried pills when I went to bed. I tried a pill, knocked me out, like just not. It wasn't even like I didn't even feel high from it. I just got knocked out from it because by the time it releases into your system, it's just kind of like. You know, this is what it is. It's for sleep. So you're going to fucking sleep by the time right. it's all said and done, right. which is good because that's what I want it for. Like, I don't want to get necessarily high from it. I want to be able to sleep. Sleep, sleep through so, the I mean, night, yeah. This is great because it's not like a pharmaceutical. It's not like filled with anything. It's just, you know, somebody milked a marijuana plant, put it in a pill, and <laughs> that's what you got now. So... um I would say the benefits of it so far have been really, really good. Uh, Like, yeah, you've been sleeping really good. And I don't feel like I've been too anxious during the day. And if I am, I could take a puff during the day, whatever, like to help with anxiety. But since taking it now, like today was the last day of antidepressants. Like Mm -hmm. I don't take antidepressants anymore. I don't need to take Xanax anymore. And how long were you on? Like, I mean, you've been... On and, on and off antidepressants off. for years and right. years. I mean, but this last stint has been probably about... It's the longest since we've been together, for sure. Yeah, like a year, maybe, yeah. year and a half. But, you know, when all is said and done, the marijuana covers all of these things. So you don't have to, you know, you don't have to take your antidepressant, and your what Xanax, is, and right. all this whole stuff. And what is, like, the benefit of having marijuana versus a pharmaceutical? Well, pharmaceutical are filled with like a bunch of different things. You know what I mean? It's right. like chemicals it's like chemical. that make right. up okay. the thing. And you know, if if you look at like all of the risks, like you go to Dwayne Reed, they give you like a printout of like on you know here are the side effects. No matter what pill you get, 
there's always like one full page of side effects. Right. And it's usually stuff that you're being treated for. So like it, it's stuff right. that could potentially, you know, increase or set off the stuff that you're looking to treat. Right. Where with the marijuana plant, the only the only thing that's in it is is THC. Right. There's nothing else in it. So there is one ingredient and there's no list of this is what can possibly go right. wrong. Right, like anal bleeding and... None of it, because <laughs> it's just a natural thing that isn't going to hurt you. And one of my questions to her was, because when I was talking to the doctor there on site, um, because they give you a consultation when you first go mm-hmm. in, even after you've met with your doctor, your doctor fills you on and everything, then you go and you talk to their doctor at the at the clinic. And she's like, you can come and like make an appointment anytime you want if you have questions. And, uh, and she goes and says, one of the biggest que- questions is always... What, you know, what can I expect if I take too much? And she goes and says, you can take too much. Mm -hmm. She goes and says, you might experience nausea. You might get a headache. You'll fall asleep. Right. That's it. That That's it. Like there's not an overdose death like Oxycontin. There's not. Now. Because you'll pass out before that will even happen. Like, you you know what I mean? Right. And then you'll just sleep it off. And it's like going, well, that's not so bad if that's like the worst that can happen. But she's like, you know, for the most part, if you just stick with, what you know, what suggest? the plan yeah. is, you know, you could do two pills a day if you want. You can use the vape throughout the day if you want. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, the drops, she was like going, they are very, very potent that go under your tongue. So she goes, you know, do one an hour before you want to go to sleep one drop and i mean damn one drop really does it really does it yeah so and i mean like we're not talking like you fill up the little like suction thing and like and that's one drop it's like it's a drop it's a tiny little tiny drop yep so i mean it's good i mean as far as all of the things that it does it's absolutely amazing and you know i thought that here in the city post-traumatic stress disorder was one of the things covered mm-hmm. and POTS theoretically um, is post-traumatic is, stress yeah, yeah it usually comes from a traumatic incident is Say how it comes on three major surgeries in five months yeah like that's <laughs> you know your body is just like time to shut down sure yeah and um, I always thought, and even my doctor thought who is getting verified you know, getting certified to you know write scripts for medicinal marijuana herself mm-hmm. um, she thought that PTSD was on the list of verified things and when I was at the clinic it was like I think what two days after uh, Memorial Day right and Memorial Day oh Veterans Day okay it was like two days after Veterans Day and in talking with the doctor she was like yeah she goes and says the state is becoming more and more open to it and it was on Veterans Day that Governor Cuomo mm-hmm. came out in New York and announced, like, in an effort to help, you know, vets, we're going to now go and make uh, medical marijuana legal for PTSD. Mm-hmm. So she goes and says, I hate that he waited until, you know, Veterans Day in order to do this because it's just another platform thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's still doing the right thing by opening it up because it does work really good for PTSD. Mm-hmm. and. Not that I can see, you know, not that I have like the anxiety of somebody who's been a vet or something like that. But during the daytime, man, if I'm getting like super stressed out, especially without being on anxiety medication now. Sure. Yeah. I could take a hit and I'm like going, this shit works. 
the shit will definitely right, help yeah. with anxiety. It will help with PTSD too. So it's kind of like, why isn't this legal on so many levels? I get that the recreational level, like you want to kind of like slowly move into it, but for medical purposes, it really does do a lot. And as far as like, you know, cancer or anything like that, like getting it from like smoking, you're not going to have any of that because you're not smoking, not smoking it. It's it, the only right. way you can get the cancer from right. it. So once you start getting these different types of things. It's just that most politicians do not want people to be happy. And that's what marijuana can do for you. It can just ease your mind, especially now. Jesus Christ. Like now if there's more than ever. anything <laughs> like we all like, wouldn't you want us like, not that we were zombies, you know, that people are zombies, but like, we need something as a country to just chill the fuck out because it is so scary being an American right now. Yeah, well, I mean, if the problems in this country were solved, there'd be no platforms to run on. So they absolutely cannot solve all the problems or how would people right. run for office? That can't be a job. And it's the most ridiculous job because, I mean, you're talking about a group of people who hardly get anything done. Ever. Exactly. So it's kind of like exactly. who wouldn't want that job? You're not <laughs> held accountable. You can just get nothing done yeah. year after year and keep collecting a paycheck. I mean, it's kind of like the dream job. If there yeah. was nothing to fight for, it's sure. kind of like yeah. now I have to go and work in an industry where I'm going to be held accountable for the shit that I'm not getting done. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. And the other bad thing about the marijuana, as far as the government's concerned, is it gives it does make you think a lot like it gives you like mm-hmm. ideas of hey man now that i'm not feeling stressed out about shit like i'm thinking a lot clearly on how things could be even better right and that's the last thing a government would want no you're right yeah <laughs> so so that's like you know well congratulations potsy in, in more ways than one <laughs> yes so and i'm sure you know It'll be beneficial to everybody in the household over time. <laughs> so, because I think more and more they're going to just start prescribing it for different things. Yeah, I think so. You know, so. And I hope so, because, I mean, I have seen in just a couple of days, you're more clear-eyed, you're less, like, like, there'd be days where, like, you would just take to bed if when you could, you know, to just because you couldn't sleep and you would mm-hmm. fall asleep, like, at eight o'clock in the morning and stuff like that. And that's not a life. Like that's not, that's not a life for someone who has a job. That's not a life just as someone who should live. So, I mean, like I've definitely seen a bit of a change in your demeanor and you know, you're, you're more clear eyed than I've seen you in a really long time because you're actually like, you've had a couple days of sleep since you started. And I've been getting shit done like crazy, like baking and cooking and cleaning and doing, you know, crazy amounts of work and, you know, I'm I'm looking at like my workload. The I think it was the day after I started. I'm looking at my workload, and I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna take me a week." And then, like in three days, I'm caught up, and I was like, "How is it possible that I'm doing right. it this fast?" It's because my head's not wandering all over the place, and I it's not a zombie. Yeah, and it's not a zombie because you're on pharmaceuticals anymore. Right. Because you've been we- you're you've weaned off, and now you're done. So like, yeah. you don't have that cloudy haze. Like I know a lot of people who are on like. What, what are they called? Like antidepressants. Yeah, like or... antidepressants, like behavioral inhibitors or yeah. whatever. Like, I know a lot of people, and like, they look at me and their eyes are like, like squirrely, and it's just like, you are not here right now. Well, that's the good thing about weed, man. You're squirrely for an hour, you pass out, you wake up, and it's kind of like, I'm refreshed, I'm ready to go, I can think right. straight because I got like, you know, eight hours of sleep. So, yeah. 
lots of benefits, and we'll report more on that, you know, okay, as we awesome. go along, and and that'll do it for the potsy, I think, this week. Okay, great. And that'll also do it for the show this week. It will. It will. It will. So um, next week, we'll actually have a guest for you we guys. We do have a guest next week. Look at that. Yes. Something to look forward to. Um, in the meantime, while you're waiting for that to happen, uh, you can check out our website at highregardshow.com. And of course, you can always write to us at highregardshow at gmail.com. And you could always find us on social media as High Regard Show. And you can also follow our little four-legged studio manager, the Kona Persona, on all social media outlets as well. Of course you can. Well, everybody, thank you so much for checking in with us again this week. We will be back again next week, same time, same place. And uh, we hope everybody's doing well out there. Have a great Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night.